Hello, and welcome to another edition of the CIAC Cast. I am Joel Cookson, your host. Happy to have you along with us today for another conversation about high school sports. And the season is approaching. It is almost here. It is imminent. Uh, the 2019-2020 high school sports season in Connecticut is just days away. The cross-country teams actually got us off and running, no pun intended, last week. And on Thursday, the first date of competition for field hockey, boys and girls soccer, girls volleyball, football, and girls swimming. So looking forward to another exciting high school sports season getting underway on Thursday the 12th. So looking forward to that. And to get you ready for that, we got a couple podcasts this week, tentatively scheduled anyway. I never want to uh, to get ahead of myself and, and think that things are going to uh, go exactly the way I plan them. But we do have one for you today, certainly. And uh, given that... Um, the season is approaching. We've got a little kind of preview conversations here, but in a different sort of way. So we're going to talk to some Connecticut High School uh, Association leaders. We're going to have a, a long overdue conversation with the CIC Executive Director Glenn Lungarini, who joined us a little bit over a year ago. Uh, August 1st of 2018 was the start of his tenure as the CIC Executive Director. So we're going to have a conversation with him about uh, his role, uh, how he sees his role, how he sees the role of CIC, some things that um, maybe he thinks the organization in, can improve upon, and, and just a general conversation about where we are uh, with the world of Connecticut High School Sports and the CIC. Also going to join us uh, today is Matt Paracci, the athletic director at Chapag Valley High School. He is the president uh, of the Connecticut Association of Athletic Directors, CAD. So wanted to uh, to check in with him, talk a little bit about what this uh, what this period of time right before the season, the preseason, and then into the the start of the school year is like for athletic directors. Uh, some of the things that he, some of the challenges those folks face, and and things like that as we move forward towards, uh, as I said, the start of the school year. It is coming up quickly. So the uh, the start of the athletic season, I should say. I think just about every school in the state is uh, is off and running now into the school year. So we look forward to those conversations. Really excited to have uh, have those folks with us and uh, and hope you'll uh, buckle up and, and settle in for a, what should be a good conversation uh, around the world of high school sports with Glenn and with Matt coming up here on the CIAC cast. As always, you can find the CIAC cast on iTunes. You can check us out there. You can find us on Google Play and on Stitcher, wherever you listen to us. We hope you will subscribe so you get the uh, the podcast automatically due to my uh, my intermittent and uh, very sporadic posting schedule. But uh, we hope you will do that. Hope you'll listen in uh, regularly to, uh, to what I think is some good conversation about the world of high school sports. You can also, so that's the best way to, uh, to find the podcast. Of course, you can also find it on CICsports.com. There's links to it there. Other good ways to follow the CIAC. Hope you're following our Twitter account, at CIAC Sports. Trying to ramp up our presence on Instagram, instagram.com slash CIAC Sports, or at CIAC Sports if you're in the uh, the Instagram app. Of course, also on Facebook, facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. And uh, let me think about this. That's probably the only places you can find us. And as I said, CICsports.com is the website. So before we get to our conversation, speaking of the website, we'd like to quickly run through some things you might have missed on CICsports.com. We've been running a, uh, a recurring feature there leading up to the season where we just rewind some of uh, our favorite stories from the previous year. Uh, so we had a couple good posts there on CICsports.com. One, uh, John Holt's uh, incredible documentary, uh, Drive, Seven Stories Inside the Winter Postseason. We did a rewind on a, a profile of one of our scholar athletes, uh, Carolyn Zeck, 
from uh, Weston High School, a uh, story about Ledyard High School and a program they have to uh, to improve multi-sport participation. So all uh, all good things there. Check out on CICSports.com. One of our partners, Encourage, has a series of blog posts that can be useful useful for athletic directors, parents, coaches, all sorts of good information there. You can find uh, that there on CIC Sports. We link to it on CICSports.com as well. Uh, some new staff, uh, CIC and CAS, uh, our organization here, have had a few changes to our staffing this year. Welcomed in a few folks. Uh, Dan Scavone, who I believe has joined us on the podcast previously, uh, has had many roles in the world of high school sports. He joined us as an executive staff member. Henry Rondon uh, has joined us working with Unified Sports and Student Activities. Bill Silva has joined on the CAS side, uh, working with our principal center. And um, who am I missing? Uh, Dr. Rosie O'Brien Wojtek has joined us as well. You may know her from uh, her voice on the uh, the CAST podcast that runs on the opposite side of our organization here. So lots of good folks. And also Bob Hale has taken over as the uh, the director of Unified Sports in our office as well. So speaking of Unified Sports, we also have a post uh, on the website. A, a thank you to our, our dear friend and colleague, George Sinnott, who was the longtime Unified Sports director at CIC. Before that, he was a principal, uh, a coach, uh, uh, just a beloved figure in the world of Connecticut High School Athletics and, and Unified Sports. George sadly passed away this summer so we wrote uh, there on the website a little tribute to him and, and hope folks will check that out and, and and get a sense for all the wonderful work he did both at uh, with his schools and then at Unified Sports here for CIAC. He was a wonderful man and, and we miss him very very much uh, as we head into a new season, a new Unified Sports season. Uh, we know the folks we have here will do a wonderful job as they always do uh, directing the Unified Sports programs but uh, we'll certainly miss George and, and, and miss him very much. He was a wonderful man uh, and we we'll hope you'll check out, uh, take a few minutes to read that tribute uh, that we have there on the website. Finally, uh, we mentioned the start of the fall sports season. We're kicking things off in grand fashion in girls volleyball. Uh, 20 high schools will take part in the uh, CIC early season block party tournament on Saturday, September 14th at the CT Sports Center in Woodbridge. This is a little bit of a new concept for the CIC, usually not uh, involved in the organization of regular season events, but uh, we started this last year, an early season uh, volleyball tournament with a number of teams from Connecticut. Uh, it's a big day, long day, full of, uh, of good volleyball. So if you're uh, in the area and want to check that out in Woodbridge on Saturday, starts at 8.30, uh, get a full day of volleyball, have five courts going, lots of good action uh, there as well. So check that out. Always encourage you to uh, all the tournaments, um, excuse me, the, the schedules are all up to date for uh, all the sports heading in through the fall seasons. You can get all that information, of course, there. Rosters will be available shortly on the website as well. Uh, those are updated by the schools, so hopefully they'll have them uh, up and running um, as we head into the fall season here shortly. Um, and, of course, Tournament Central is where you can get all kinds of good information. Start marking your calendars for CIC tournament events that will be coming up here in, uh, in before you know it, the uh, end of November. But we got a long regular season to get through first. Really looking forward to the kickoff of these uh, the high school sports season here in just a matter of days. So those are things you might have missed on CICSports.com. And now before we get to our interview once again, we want to uh, quickly send uh, pass along a reminder from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation who have uh, who have made uh, decreasing the the world of distracted driving a high priority. And they want to remind us that sending or receiving a text takes a driver's eyes from the road for an average of 4.6 seconds, which driving at 55 miles per hour. That is the equivalent of traveling the length of an entire football field blind. So please do not text and drive or drive distracted and encourage your friends and family to park the phone when they are behind the wheel. One text or call 
could wreck it all. Our phones are so smart now, you can uh, you can put on Do Not Disturb when you get in the car. You can uh, just press play on the CIC cast and put your phone away. Put it in the center console where you can't touch it. Uh, put it down on the floor so you can't get to it. You know, put it on the floor on the passenger side so you can't get to it. Uh, please just do not uh, get, get tempt yourself. I know it's tempting. You get in that seat, you hear the, the notification, you, uh, you want to see what's going on, but uh, it is not worth it. You're putting yourself at risk, putting other people at risk as well. So please uh, keep that phone parked away. One text or call could wreck it all. That's the message from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. And speaking of friends... Why don't we introduce and then let you all get to know Glenn Lungarini, our new, I say new, he's been with us for over a year now, feels new, he's new to the CIC cast because we haven't had him on before. So here's my conversation with our CIC Executive Director, Glenn Lungarini. It has been a little over a year since Glenn Lungarini joined CAS CIC as our new Executive Director, and yet somehow we have not managed to wrangle him in to uh, be a guest on the CIC cast. So that changes today as uh, I'm sitting across from our new not so new anymore, Executive Director Glenn Lungarini. Glenn, thanks for uh, for joining me, having a little time to talk some uh, CAS CIAC. Thank you for the invitation, Joel. Looking forward to it. All right. So uh, we'll, we'll start things off here. As I said, you started uh, August 1st of 2018, a little over a year ago now, but uh, want uh, our, our podcast guests to get a chance to get to know you a little bit. So uh, if you could just talk a little bit about your uh, about your background, your your work in, in high school and athletics, and, and what kind of brought you uh, and led to you getting to, uh, to CIAC. Thank you, Joe. Uh, I've spent the last 20 years uh, plus years in education, both as a teacher, a coach, an administrator, and now as the executive director of CASIAC. My career in education began as a coach and teacher. With that experience, I taught at the elementary, middle, and high school level. I also had the opportunity to coach at the middle school, high school, and collegiate level. Uh, so having those experiences at uh, all three levels of education, as well as uh, multiple levels and the high school and collegiate level uh, of athletics gave me an opportunity to truly understand the importance of transition and how kids experience both the education setting and extracurriculars, particularly interscholastic athletics, mm -hmm. from the viewpoint of, of an education base. From those opportunities, I had uh, the good fortune to move on from my teaching career and become an administrator as an assistant principal, athletic director, and department chair. Uh, that was all at Oxford High School and uh, served five years at that school, then had the opportunity to move on and serve as a principal for uh, for four years uh, between Seymour High School and Pomperog High School. Mm -hmm. And after those opportunities, that led to uh, this great adventure that that we're on now in our professional career, uh, certainly something that, you know, sometimes you don't really think about what the next step may be, but opportunities present themselves that maybe come along only only once so often during your professional career. And and this was an opportunity to to come and work with an organization that I was able to serve on uh, several boards and committees for, uh, had great respect for, and thought that uh, given my, my passion for athletics and academics, that this was a way to maybe have a, even a more far-reaching um, uh, influence over uh, what we can do in the state other than just one particular region. All right. Well, uh, you, you sort of went right through uh, what was going to be my next question. So I'll ask this. You've been here uh, uh, just a little over a year, as we said, and uh, uh, I'm just kind of curious, uh, has the position been what you expected? Has, uh, has anything surprised you uh, or what ha has surprised you if there are some things that maybe uh, are different than what you anticipated when you, uh, you took this position? 
One of the things that have been a little bit surprising to me is uh, the maybe the lack of, of knowledge and understanding of how CIAC works. I think because I was so involved as an athletic director and, and as a principal with the organization and serving on various uh, committees and boards that I had a deeper understanding than uh, maybe a lot of other people around the state did. And, uh, you know, from that perspective of what I knew and just assuming others knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you come into this role, uh, much as any role that you go into the, for the first time, you learn so much about what you don't know. Yeah. And you get to see what, what others don't know as well. So uh, I think that that perception uh, that exists that uh, Cassie IAC uh, makes all the decisions and uh, that, that there's a lack of understanding that we truly are a member-based organization and that every committee that we have is comprised of the membership being the member principals and assistant principals, but also f- uh, of groups from around the state who are influential members of the sport community, such as the Connecticut High School Coaches Association, Connecticut Association of Athletic Directors, mm-hmm. and also great work that we do in collaborating with uh, CAPS, which is the superintendent's organization, and CAVE, which is the uh, State Board of, uh, of Education as well. Um, you know, so trying to, to grow awareness for how CIAC operates, uh, how we include the various stakeholders and the decisions that, that we make, and the process in which uh, people can engage in uh, to bring about change if the membership feels that that's where it should go. Uh, that has certainly been the, the eye-opening piece for me that uh, as, as a person who was always highly involved, I just assumed that everybody else had the same understanding that I did. Yeah, no one, uh, no question about it. And that's certainly, uh, I think, uh, I know I've had uh, Greg Simon up in this office uh, having this conversation, and he had sort of a similar uh, kind of uh, feel after being here for a year or two. So I'm curious, kind of along those same lines, what do you think, uh, you know, what do you wish you maybe had known when you started this position that you feel like you've learned in this first year about uh, maybe about how you wanted to approach the job or, or how you felt like this organization could approach what it is that it does? Depends on how much time you have in this (laughs) podcast, Joel. But the, uh, you know, I think that what um, from that standpoint has really stood out to me um, is the uh, maybe the the concept of uh, the professionalization of high school sports that uh, that we seem to be involved in debates uh, with around a variety of topics Mm -hmm. where. You know, I think when um, when we look at the the experience and what kids are supposed to be getting from an education based program and the opportunity to develop peer relationships, to have positive adult role models in their life, to learn how to overcome adversity and develop skill uh, and set goals and achieve those goals uh, all in the context of connecting with an education based mission and vision. Uh, is really what CIAC is all about. Uh, Yet, I think that uh, there are others who look at high school sports as the vehicle to college scholarships or look at it as uh, this is going to be the the ultimate experience uh, of a student athlete and uh, you know that this should really be the uh, similar to a professional experiences that others have but in fact when you look at numbers not only in Connecticut but across the country and you start to understand that only six percent 
of athletes at the high school level go on to participate in college and only two mm percent -hmm. of those athletes go on to earn college scholarships you you start to realize that 94 percent of the participants that we have are truly there to get the benefits of that education-based model uh, so you know that was that that has been something that i see as a challenge now and something that will continue to be a challenge in the years to come to really drive home and give kids that exceptional experience that they deserve without all the the stressors that come with having to win mm -hmm. but that winning becomes a byproduct of the exceptional work that we do and if you win that's great and yes it's an experience that kids are going to enjoy and will be memorable for them uh, but just as important with that is simple simply the the experience of participating um I'm curious, you know, this time of year, obviously, and, and I think probably this feeds into a little bit to what you just talked about, but, you know, this time of year we're starting or are in the midst of uh, the early stages of a new school year. seems like kind of the time where, where organizations or, or leadership, you know, starts looking ahead to what are our goals? What are some of the things we want to accomplish uh, this year within our school, within our organization? I'm curious, what are some of the things that you've kind of highlighted or maybe are focused on on, on trying to achieve with the CIAC or CAS CIAC uh, for the coming school year? Just along the same lines of what we've been talking about so far, our goals this year are to continue to uh, to promote and, and gain a better understanding uh, for the people that we serve of who CIAC are and how we operate. Mm -hmm. Along with that, to uh, remind the, the leagues and the athletic directors and the coaches that uh, of the great work and relationship that we have with each group and organization and that they are the people who can bring about change. Uh, that it is our, our leagues, our uh, individual member principals, the Connecticut High School Coaches Association and CAD, uh, who can make proposals for change to CIAC and to consider those things. Uh, we also want to, to understand that uh, we need to continue to take looks at, at how we operate and what we do in the best interest of kids. I think as education goes through a bit of a transformation process in best practices, that we have to be open to continually looking at the way that we operate and the way that we serve kids to ensure that we're doing the best we can to meet all student needs. Uh, sort of, I feel like I'm asking you somewhat similar questions in, in different uh, phrasing maybe, but uh, having done this for a year now and, and sort of uh, feeling like you've gotten your, your grip maybe a little bit on what the organization is, I'm curious, what do you think that CIAC does well as an organization and then what are some of the things that maybe you feel like it could do better uh, and has some room for improvement? I think what our organization does uh, extremely well is provide students uh, with exceptional experiences when they compete in our events. I think if you attend a, a CIAC event, uh, you're going to see kids that, that work hard, but above all else, uh, you're going to see kids who are, are really learning about uh, who they are as, as learners, who they are as athletes, uh, but also making meaningful connections along the way. And, and ultimately, I believe that's where for our student athletes and for all of our programs, that's where the success is going to come. It's, it's going to be measured by the meaningful relationships we take away from that and the contributions that, that we make beyond ourselves. And in those opportunities that student athletes have to participate in CIAC events, uh, they gain experiences in, in both of those areas. Uh, I also think that uh, we do an exceptional job of including a variety of stakeholders in the decision-making 
process and will continue operating in that manner. But one area that um, I think we can improve on uh, in that is including the student voice. And so in the past year, uh, we have seen the development of the Student Athlete Advisory Board, and this year we'll see the development of uh, the uh, Sportsmanship Council. And both of those uh, committees will have student athletes on them, which is the first time uh, in the illustrious 99-year history of the CIAC that student athletes are going to have a voice at the table uh, when it comes to, to CIAC programming. And I think that's, again, one of those areas that when we look at how education is transforming and being aware of how our uh, programs align with that from an education-based perspective, I think the inclusion of student voice is one of those areas that uh, we needed to get better in and that we need to continue to improve in, and we'll be looking for ways to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Sharice uh, Miller on our staff did a wonderful job with the first year of uh, the Student Athlete Advisory Board and looking forward to see what they uh, they come up with uh, for the future. So I'll let you get out, uh, uh, and I didn't give you this uh, this question is what I might ask, but I'll uh, go ahead and ask, are you having fun? You you enjoying this position? Is this uh, something that uh, is, is making you fun and, and happy to, to come to work every day in this uh, this new position with, uh, with CIAC? Living the dream, Joe, living the dream. It's... It, you know, every position that I've been fortunate enough to have in uh, in my career uh, has been really the same as what this is, where uh, when I was teaching and I was coaching, um, I was teaching a subject that I loved and I was, I was coaching a sport that I loved. And with that, just had the opportunity every day to come to work with kids and great people. Uh, when I became an administrator, it was the same thing. I, I was able to uh, become an administrator at my hometown school. And uh, so there was that extra piece of passion that I had because it was my hometown. And, and then as a, when I ended as a principal and my last principalship was at the school where I first began my teaching career. And so to be able to come full circle, there was something meaningful and passionate about that too. Uh, and for me coming here as executive director, uh, it has that same sort of sense. It, it wasn't a move for me because uh, you know, I, I felt that I needed a change. I loved what I was doing in the place that I was in, but I had such a great experience and such a great passion for the work that gets done here, not only on the sports side with CAAC, but also on the academic side with CAS. So to be able to, to come here and extend the passion that I have for academics and athletics uh, is really been just an exceptional opportunity for me and, and been able to work uh, with, with great people. And hopefully our influence and uh, what we're able to do in, in reaching out to all schools across the state who, uh, who serve within our membership, uh, that we are just giving those uh, opportunities to kids that, uh, that they will take with them and, and cherish for a long time. Absolutely great. We look forward to uh, to another good year here. We're uh, we're starting up on Thursday with competition. Cross country got started a little early, and uh, the rest of the fall sports will be up and running uh, before we know it. So, Glenn, we appreciate it very much. Glad to have you on. We'll do a, a return engagement some other time. But for now, thanks so much for uh, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Joe.
Thanks very much to Glenn. Really enjoyed that uh, that conversation. He's got a lot of good perspective, and uh, and he's brought a lot of good energy. We obviously were very uh, we were very sad to see Carissa Niehoff uh, leave us, and uh, and and happy for her as she joined the NFHS as the executive director. A, a wonderful job and a wonderful position she's doing uh, there. But we were very happy to bring Glenn in. He's brought a lot of uh, enthusiasm and energy and uh, and good perspective uh, to that position, and and someone we've enjoyed working with here. And hopefully uh, you enjoyed that conversation as we kind of browse our way through some of the things and some of the issues that are uh, coming up in the world of Connecticut high school sports. With another perspective on the world of Connecticut high school sports, now we're going to chat with Matt Paracci, as I mentioned, the athletic director at Chapaug Valley High School, the president of CAD, representing uh, athletic directors in the state of Connecticut. Thought it would be a good conversation so fans and uh, and folks and parents can kind of hear from the perspective of an athletic director what this time of year is like as you're getting ready to uh, to ramp up. Everybody's back in school and, uh, and everybody's ready to go for a new high school sports season. So here's a conversation with Matt Paracci. Sitting across the table now from Matt Paracci, the athletic director at uh, Chapaug Valley High School and uh, the president of the Connecticut Association of Athletic Directors. So uh, a busy time of year for him, and he's carved out a little time to kind of talk to us about the role of athletic directors and, and a little bit about CAD. So Matt, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Very excited to have you here. So let's start with uh, maybe talk a little bit about, um, and I know this answer is probably going to be different for, for every AD in the state a little bit, but talk a little bit about kind of the the summertime for an athletic director and then transitioning to this time of year where obviously, uh, you know, your, your schools and your campuses are getting much more busy uh, going in. So what is that position, that period like going from the summer to, uh, to the fall? Personally, the, the summer, uh, I always seem to have a lot of grand plans for what I'm going to get accomplished during <laughs> the summer. Um, and kind of come up with an actual physical checklist as well as a mental checklist. And there never seems to be as much time as you think there is. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I know personally, I'm at a very small school, and I'm kind of a one-man show at the small school, as I'm sure many other people who are uh, at small schools can identify with. Um, so I generally spend the beginning part of my summer kind of cleaning up um, for things that I wanted to have finished mm -hmm. uh, at the previous school year. I have to I have to clean that that up and and and, and make sure that um, we uh, I've done everything that I wanted to do uh, for the previous year and then planning uh, for the next year a lot of the budgetary stuff gets done during the summer um, anything that you're going to do facility wise any, any type of uh, Im improvements uh, get, gets taken care of um, making sure that your at least your fall coaching staff is in order mm -hmm. and um, again this is coming from a small school perspective that can be challenging especially uh, when you're looking for sub varsity coaches and in my particular position I, I also am in charge of middle school sure and um, it's it's difficult to get coaches if I'm looking for a varsity basketball coach or a varsity baseball coach never going to have a problem finding applicants for that position. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're, if you're looking for a varsity field hockey coach or uh, uh, a swim coach, a, a, a sport like that that has a much smaller pool of um, people uh, that are participating in it obviously generates a much smaller pool of former players and athletes sure. that are interested in coaching. Yeah. So, um, at least in my part of the state, uh, and you know, we're, we're kind of off the beaten path, we're remote, I generally have to target individual people 
and recruit them. I'll advertise on the CIAC website. Mm -hmm. um, I'll put it in the local newspapers. Um, but I, I really have to go out and recruit. So, so that's a. I'm kind of getting off the path here. Your original question, but that's that's often a, a big part of my sure. summer. You know, you you try to have that all all shored up before the end of the school year, but a lot of times uh, that's that's just not the case. So, so that's that's one of the big things, um, and. Um, Getting ready for the next season, making sure your schedules are in order. Um, you know, making sure whatever e each school does the uh, pre-participation registration, uh, however, whatever you want to call, sure. uh, differently. Um, you have to notify parents and families and kids of dates, of deadlines, of paperwork requirements, of mm -hmm. physicals, and for for me personally, um, that's always a challenge: is dealing with the physicals during the summer, making right. sure that every kid that is going to participate in the fall sport um, has a valid physical on file um, because school nurses don't work during the summer for the most part. Yeah. Um, so that's always a challenge. So just kind of putting those pieces of the jigsaw puzzle together to get everything ready to go. Um, and this is kind of a, a personal story. We have a major construction project going on at, at, on our campus and we actually were not allowed on campus um, the day that school ended for us was June 17th. June 17th at 2.30 p.m., they put up a fence around campus and no <laughs> one could get in. And I'm not even exaggerating. They yeah. tore up the driveway as soon as we left. And we weren't allowed back on until this past Monday. Oh, wow. Um, and now, I have a dual position. I'm also the dean of students there. So I was actually on campus a handful of times involved in construction meetings. But by and large, you know, for example, all the things that we ordered uh, equipment-wise couldn't be delivered to the school, and we were we kind of had a satellite office. We're working at one of our elementary schools, and all of our um, equipment and supplies got delivered to our superintendent's office. They got put in a pod. The pod <laughs> got delivered. So that complicated things yeah. uh, for me. I, that that's kind of not the the norm for mm -hmm. for other athletic directors. But everyone has a unique situation at, at their school yeah. and everyone has to deal with something similar to that so I know a lot of people say oh you're you're a teacher or you're an athletic director uh, must be nice to have the whole summer <laughs> off you know a lot of the work that an athletic director gets done gets done during the summer and in large part because you know that no one's going to be bothering you that yeah. you can get into the office you can get stuff done so it's a busy time of year for yeah. For athletic directors, do you find, uh, and obviously you've been doing this for uh, you know for a number of years now, um, do you find that you sort of, I'm curious, I guess in just in, in terms of approaching things or, or making significant changes, you know, you say, you know what, uh, this is the year that I really want to change the way we do X or, or change the way you do Y. Do you feel like you have to to do that sort of mental inventory, or at this point, have you sort of been doing it long enough that you think, you know, I've got things more or less the way I, I want to do, or, or if you don't do that, I'm curious about that, at least that thought process for you about, you know, saying, you know what, we really could be doing this better, how do I want to approach that? Yeah, ge generally, you'll come to that realization during the school year mm -hmm. that we're, we really should be doing this a different way, and depending upon what it is, um, most often you say, all right, this is going on my list, to implement during the summer. Right. So, you know, a lot, a lot of times, I'll, I'll give you an example of that. Um, we have a, a procedure that kids have to file, have to follow if they're going to either be late to school or absent 
from school if they're going to be eligible to participate in games. Right. And the general games or practices. The general rule is you're not. Um, but there's always exceptions and there's acceptable reasons. And um, we've had a, a procedure in place for a long time. Um, and like anything, sometimes you get accustomed accustomed to things and you know you, you don't realize that it could be better until you have a couple of um, situations occur and you realize you know what we really should improve upon this so that's one thing that sure. I I had in mind what I wanted to do with it um, uh, for, for the next school year and really put it together and, and implemented it this summer and that, that's when you, beginning of the school year you can, you can publicize things so I think that a lot of those things unless it's an emergency that has to immediately be implemented they're always in the back of your mind. You, you put them in a list somewhere during the school year, and you you implement them during the summer, or you do you do the work that's necessary to get it ready for implementation during right. the summer. Right. Uh, obviously, I'm sure most of our, our listeners are, are either parents or athletes, or so they're familiar with sort of the preseason uh, coaches meetings or, or preseason meetings, whether it's you know a a big presentation right. to all the parents, or, or you know they know that the coaches are, are having meetings and things like that. I'm curious. Uh, what's your preparation like for that sort of process? You know, obviously meeting with your coaches, what are some of the things you're kind of focused on and then meeting with parents or, or sort of instructing your coaches about how they should be meeting with parents? What, what's right. your role in that sort of uh, putting all that together? Because I know people are probably familiar with that sort of uh, sure. process. Um, the, the way we do it at our school is we have individual coaches meet with parents during the preseason and we usually do it at the end of a practice it's a 15 to 20, maybe half hour um, uh, meeting. And I have a lot of veteran returning coaches. And generally with those people, it's just a reminder. Hey, re remember, we, we want to do this sometime during the preseason. Um, but with the new coaches, I'm pretty specific with them what we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. and, and it's all the hot button items. You, you make sure that policies and procedures, the big ones that always come up are, like I just mentioned, eligibility for uh, practices and games as it relates to school attendance. Mm -hmm. um, the big one always is, uh, what's the procedure for travel to and from away contests? Sure. Are we allowing them to, to go home uh, with a parent? Uh, if they want to go home with someone else's parent, what's the procedure we have to have? Uh, uh, for notification um, and the big one always uh, the other two big ones are what's my philosophy for playing time mm -hmm. um, and uh, what is our desire for communication between families and coaches you know and the standard is unless it's something that's a very big emergency situation we like the communication to flow from from student athlete to the coach and, and then back from the student-athlete to the parent. Right. So those are the things that we always we talk about. And with the new coaches, I'll give them suggestions. At, Look, this is, this is how I would phrase this. This is what I would say. The veteran coaches, they've got their own way to do it. Mm -hmm. And as long as they stay within the parameters of what our school philosophy is, and they always do, then you know they don't need a lot of um, coaching from me on that. Yeah. What about sort of uh, just when you meet with your coaches? Obviously, you talked about sort of preparing mm -hmm. them for that right. meeting. But what's sort of the what's your kind of the way you handle? You know, obviously you said you have veterans, so maybe I'm sure it's different with them. But how do you kind of approach the start of the season with your coaching staff and and sort of an understanding of, of what you need from them and, and what your expect expectations are from them? Well, um, 
generally I meet with them individually, uh, and um, it's uh, um, it's different for every coach, mm -hmm. uh, and kind of similar to what um, we were just talking about before. It depends on who the coach is, um, what's their history, um, you know, what have we. It, so it's it's a lot different for a returning coach uh, than it is for a brand new coach. For a returning coach, you know, often and and this comes out through. Um, evaluation and conversations you have during the previous season, um, but um, you know what what are things that we need to focus on this year? Yeah, um, and uh, you know, it, winning and losing almost never comes into the conversation. You know, um, it's uh, what did we see last year that went well? Um, what what happened last year that we want to uh, improve upon this year? Sure. Um, so that's generally the um, uh, the conversation uh, that we have with the returning coaches and with the new coaches. It's just making sure that they understand what our school. You know, for us, it's Chipog. What 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 you know? Uh, what does Chipog stand for? What is our philosophy? What what are our expectations there? Uh, and then again, also, it's um, uh, what is your input? You know, what would you like to see different? What can I do for, for you? Um, uh, because uh, they're the ones that are working for the kids. They're the ones that see things that I'm not going to see. Sure. Uh, they're the ones that kids are going to talk to before they're going to talk to me. What's mm -hmm. going on? What do we need to change? Uh, and, and, and how can I help do that? Yeah. So that's, that's generally the conversation that we have. Actually flows right into uh, what my next question was going to be, which, uh, you know, as someone who's done this for a long time, obviously I'm sure the, the job has changed in, in immeasurable and in numerous ways, but I'm curious what you sort of see as some of the big changes, but also curious what you feel like in looking back, what are things that you're sort of do better now? What, what do you think are some things that ways that you've improved in the job, you know, that maybe other ADs could hear or, or you know, or other coaches could sort of hear and, and think might be, you know, good for their for their school. I'm curious how how you see that. What are some things that you're doing better, maybe that that you didn't do before? I think communication. Um, I think I'm a better communicator, and I think um, a lot of that is uh, because in 2019 there are so many ways that you can com communicate with large groups uh, immediately, mm -hmm. and of course that's a double-edged sword. Um, you have to make sure that when when you're Using some type of uh, electronic uh, communication, um, you're, you're you're pretty certain that, that the message you're sending out um, is the exact message that you want. Whether whether that's be because uh, you don't want to confuse people or you don't want to upset people. Mm -hmm. um, so so I think um, I'm pretty good at getting the message out uh, that we want to get out, and I think there's a. a um, it's it's a lot easier to do that nowadays yeah. than it used to be, um, but like anything, you know, the uh, um, electronic uh, communication is a double-edged sword. Uh, you never escape it. Mm -hmm. You know, you're getting texts, or you're getting emails from parents. Uh, you know, at nine thirty at night on a Tuesday, and uh, if you don't immediately respond to them, you know, sometimes depending upon who the person is. They're, they're, they're sitting in your office uh, when you get to school the next day. You know, I sent you an email last night. How come you didn't uh, respond? But So I think that's one of the, uh, the things that um, uh, I'm better at. Um, one of the other things, and um, I, was, I was a very young AD when I started. Um, uh, I came to Connecticut from Massachusetts in 1993 um, and uh, got the position at Chapog and thought I would stay five years because mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't know the area uh, from a hole in the ground 
Um, and um, so I had, uh, my outlook has changed as I've gotten older, as I've gotten more experienced. And I think probably the thing that has changed my, my outlook more than anything else is going from being a, a single young guy to now <laughs> older with kids that have gone through the system. Yeah. And um, I, I feel like having, being, having been and, and still being a sports parent um, has given me a different perspective and a different understanding um, on things. And, you know, I, I think back when I was coaching when I was younger, um, and there were some decisions I made, and, and there, were, there were some ways that I uh, approached different uh, athletes on my team that I, I would do it completely differently sure. now. So, yeah, yeah I, I just think uh, experience and perspective and trying to stay current with um, the resources that are available have, have helped me um, be effective. Hopefully other people think I'm effective. <laughs> well, I'm sure they do. And I think that uh, you say that sort of uh, introspection is probably a good a good tool for, for anyone in any position, really, but particularly someone who's dealing with as many you know groups and, and different groups of people as you are. Um, we talked a little bit uh, to start. Uh, you're also the, the president of the Connecticut uh, Athletic Directors uh, Association. Um, so talk a little bit about that position. I, I think maybe one of this is one of the CAD is one of these things that maybe fans or, or people who are involved in high school sports know maybe know of, but they don't really have a good sense of what it is, what it does. So uh, talk a little bit just sort of about the organization, generally speaking. Obviously, it's the Association of Athletic Directors, but what is sort of its mission? What's its goals, and and um, and how does it kind of operate? Well, one of one of CAD's goal, important goals is to maintain a positive relationship with the CIAC and to maintain a positive working relationship with the Connecticut High School Coaches Association. Um, so if, if I start there, um, it's, it's, uh, CAD is the statewide voice for athletic directors where athletic directors can work together with the two other major groups um, that are uh, working uh, that, that are um, overseeing high school sports in the state of Connecticut. Uh, it's to make sure the Connecticut athletic directors have input into the decisions that are um, uh, impacting uh, student athletes in the state of Connecticut. Mm -hmm. um, and um, on a side note uh, for athletic directors, it's to provide resources for athletic directors. Um, there's a tremendous amount of turnover in this position yeah. um, because it's a difficult position. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of hours, uh, there's a lot of uh, pressure, there's a lot of stress. Um, and uh, so that's, that's one of uh, the, the main functions uh, of the Connecticut Association of Athletic Directors is to, is to help athletic directors, uh, particularly new athletic directors, but wh whether you're a new athletic director or veteran athletic director, to provide resources to help you be more effective mm -hmm. um, and to also advocate for uh, athletic directors. Um, one of the uh, um, great things about uh, CAD um, is the structure, how we uh, have league, rep re league reps from across the state of Connecticut mm -hmm. so that when a major decision is made, everyone gets a chance to weigh in. And whether you are from a tiny school like Chapog or whether you're from a, a, a large school, you're equally represented. Sure. Um, you know, also uh, the CIAC has really given CAD, uh, has shown CAD a lot of respect 
um, and um, has uh, really, um, in the years that I have uh, been an athletic director, come to depend on uh, on CAD a lot more, mm -hmm. and, and it's a um, it's a position that the CAD is thrilled to be in, uh, has worked hard to be in, and, and and genuinely appreciates. So there's a, there's a lot of times that. Um, there's you know something on the horizon, but maybe it's a change in rules, sure. um, and that's usually what it is. Um, you know, bef a lot of times before CIAC, if a proposal is going to be made, um, they'll come to us and they'll say, "Here's what we're thinking. You know, here's uh, um, what do you think? What do your athletic directors think?" And, and CIAC will also do that with the High School Coaches Association. Yep. Um, and uh, so so. CAD plays a major role in uh, um, any types of changes uh, that, are, that are made in the state of Connecticut. Um, uh, so I, I think in a nutshell, um, it's to, uh, to help the CIAC with running the interscholastic sports in the state of Connecticut, and it's to provide support for um, athletic directors, whether they're, they're new or they're, they're uh, really experienced, and it's to work alongside CIAC and the Connecticut High School Coaches Association to provide the best um, experience for uh, the student athletes of the state. That's a very, uh, very well stated and uh, succinct uh, def uh, explanation. So we'll, uh, a busy man, and we'll let you get back to your uh, to your campus and kind of uh, oversee that construction and make sure everything's <laughs> up and running with uh, with the athletic programs. Uh, just a couple of weeks away here from the uh, the start of competition, anyway, and I think probably just about every uh, school across the state is practicing at this point. So we'll uh, say thank you, Matt. Appreciate it, and uh, continue all the good work with CAD and with uh, Chapag Valley. It's my pleasure, and thanks for having me. Thanks to Matt. Really enjoyed that conversation. Very, uh, very articulate, well-spoken guy, and and brings a lot of perspective. As he says, you know, a, a different look from a from a small school. Obviously, he's going to have a little bit of a different world than uh, than some of the larger schools in Connecticut. But does a great job representing ads uh, with CAD and, and working with CIAC to uh, to hopefully provide the best experiences for high school athletes in Connecticut. So good conversation. Hope you'll uh, take a listen uh, listen to that and think about some of the things that uh, those hardworking ADs do uh, to provide such wonderful experiences for your, for your high school athletes uh, around the state of Connecticut. Thanks to Glenn and Matt, and thank you all for listening. We uh, have wrapped up another edition of the CIAC cast here. As I mentioned, tentatively scheduled, I think we're going to have another special edition of the CIAC cast coming either Wednesday or Thursday. So you can start off your high school season by listening to uh, the CIAC cast either Wednesday afternoon or Thursday morning. We hope you will do that if, uh, if all goes according to plan. But for the moment, uh, of course, again, you can find us on iTunes. If you do listen on iTunes, please rate and leave us a review. That would be a great thing, and we hope you subscribe there as well. You can also subscribe and find us on Google Play or on Stitcher. Uh, lots of good places to find the CIC cast. You can also find us on CICsports.com. Remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CICsports, Facebook.com slash CICsports as well. Lots of good places. Check out CICsports.com. All the good stories, all the good information, schedules, results, everything you're looking for uh, around the world of Connecticut high school sports is available on CICsports.com or tournamentcentral.cicsports.com. So with that said, we're, uh, we're ready to go. Here comes another high school sports season. It is imminent. It is coming. We are ready for it here at CIC. Hope you are ready for it out there. And uh, the CIC cast will be with you throughout the season, bringing you stories and conversations around the world of high school sports. So until we're back, uh, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this edition of the CIC cast. <laughs>